0: Welcome to the Netfront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon, the Post-Dispatch, joined from Edmonton by our beat reporter Jim Thomas inside the bubble. We're going to break down what went wrong in Game 5 and how the Blues can approach their elimination challenge in Game 6 and, they hope, Game 7. We'll do that in just one minute. Welcome back to the Netfront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon with Jim Thomas of the Post-Dispatch Well, JT. Everything was going great for the Blues. They're rocking and rolling. They're up 3-1. They're, they're almost scoring goals. They've got the four-check going. They've got Vancouver pinned in. They 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 accidentally slice and dice Alexander Edler. A key one of the, you know, certainly the second-best defenseman on, on Vancouver. A veteran presence back there. He's knocked out of the game. So, they're short on D. Everything's going the way of our heroes. And then, all of a sudden, it went the wrong way in a hurry. What the heck happened, JT?
1: Well, part of this and the blues probably wouldn't agree today but this is part of why hockey is such a spectacular game I mean for the, the momentum to change uh, uh, like it did I, I think the blues just with the 3-1 lead uh, you hate to say it I'm sure they hate to say it more than I do they they just relax just a, a, a little bit and if Vancouver is shown one thing in this series they're not going to quit skating now they did look they did look tired uh, Vancouver in 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 game four the second game of the back-to-back but that boy they had some uh, uh uh fresh legs and 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 it showed they 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 were able to get going much more in the uh neutral zone but uh my goodness uh you, you got a team down three to one you gotta you just gotta keep your 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 foot on their throat and and uh the blues the blues didn't do that you know Braden shen we we took our 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 our, our foot off the gas and my gosh uh uh, you know hats off to Vancouver now I think we all knew this was going to be a tough series I mean just based on the regular season how they were they were neck and neck I thought it would be a seven game series uh and and it still may be but now now the Blues uh they're you know they're kind of in the Dallas position uh uh last year uh where they were down three to two and uh, only uh, Pat Maroon isn't around to rescue him this time now,
0: when we look at the uh, – we first, we'll have to give some credit to the to Vancouver Canucks, and I'll start with Jacob Markstrom. He was a uh, – he was under siege. It's 3-1. They're hanging by a thread. If the Blues win this game, that's three in a row. Now they're – they've got all the momentum and all the experience and everything else on, on their side. They feel really good going forward if they can win this game. Markstrom's under siege. The uh, hockey guides gods tried to throw the, uh, the Blues a bone. Puck bounces – off a zebra right into the middle of the ice for Jacob De La Rose. He's got an empty net, uh, except that Markstrom comes diving back in. And, you know, while De while La Rose didn't get – didn't shoot it hard, he shot it high and, um, you know, just got rid of it pretty quick. And, boy, give Markstrom full credit for that save. And others held the fort, and then, boy, uh, the Canucks rewarded him with a big push. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that – it was still two to one – for the for the Dela Rose shot, and and you're right, it it wasn't the hardest shot. It kind of had like a little knuckle puck effect. It was going end over end, and and maybe that made all the difference for for Markstrom uh, uh, to get back. But then after the Sanford goal made it three to one, Thomas had a great chance, and it wasn't maybe a spectacular save, but it was still a hell of a save by Markstrom, and and Thomas just uh, laser from about fifteen feet, and uh, I, I thought that had goal written all over it. And there were a lot of other good chances, and Craig Berube made mention to it, a lot of scrums where uh, Berube, who's, who's always direct and, and sometimes blunt, said that Markstrom just out-competed him for the puck when they had those, those frantic moments when, when the puck's down by the goalie's feet and you've got the scrum going, uh, you know, the, the Blues could easily score, you know, five, six goals in this game. But uh, Markstrom was the, uh, was the better goalie, that's for sure.
0: So then we also look at a team that's uh, got an explosive ability, uh, the Canucks. We, you know, J.T. Miller can, can skate and he can shoot. Uh, Besser can skate and shoot. Uh, interesting. Tyler, uh, Travis Tyler Mott, who knew, right?
1: Uh, yeah, Tyler <laughs> Mott, on a, you know,
0: he, of course, you know, he, he gets a he, – he's a star of the game. He gets a couple opportunistic situations for him, uh, which they needed something out of the supporting cast. And then Travis Green uh, tried to shelter uh, Pedersen and uh, lean hard on his horse, Bo Horvat. And, you know, the Blues, you know, for the bulk of the – I'd say for about half of the game, they were in pretty good shape in terms of how they were matching up. But, you know, you, you just take your eye off the Canucks for a minute. You, you fumble the puck or something bounces off a linesman, and a little mm-hmm. mishap in the middle of the ice. And they go and, and they can take advantage, man. They are a great counterattacking team.
1: Yeah, they sure are. And, and you know, until game five, you looked at the Canucks and it was really just uh, – uh, three players that were, that were hurting you, you know, Hughes, uh, Horvat and then, uh, uh, Patterson. and, out. Uh, but every, every game JT Miller seems to, uh, chip in. And then some of their secondary scoring, uh, Vertanen and, and, uh, Mott with a couple goals. And, uh, uh, again, as you say, you got, you've got to give Vancouver, uh, a lot of, a lot of credit for, uh, for their compete level, for their, their resiliency. I mean, they, they had, uh, I think half their roster had not played in an NHL playoff game until, uh, until uh, they got to Edmonton.
0: No breaks went for either, either side. I mean, uh, we mentioned uh, a La Rose opportunity on a weird bounce right off the bat. uh, Mott gets a breakaway uh, when Alex potential stick explodes. And, uh, but give Mott credit because, you know, he knew that he had Alex with no stick, Alex is skating, but what could he do? And so, you know, Mott sort of crosses him over and then he's got, then he's in tight one-on-one after a nice crossover and, and he doesn't he doesn't miss, and so the, now the blues are chasing the game, which they were able to do to their credit, but uh, man it's just uh it, it's a team that when they go as they go into game six, they have absolutely got to keep everything deep and be so careful in the middle of the ice, like that <laughs> like in that case, try not to blow up a stick right in the middle of the ice and then and then deal with the the problem that it
1: created yes. <coughs> these sticks must cost over a hundred dollars. Why, why do you see sticks break so much? What, what's it about stick construction? I mean, I, I, I don't get it. The, the old wood sticks, they didn't, they didn't break like that. did they? Well, he needs to
0: Alex needs to get Shen stick because it took Shen about what three, three tries to break a stick on the bench the other night. I don't know if he really <laughs> accomplished his goal, but he was trying to, he was trying to Bojackson it, but uh, so it's uh, so it's, now the Blues are in a in an interesting spot because obviously they face elimination. The goaltending situation is interesting. Allen made a lot of good saves, but uh, on the downside, uh, many a Blues fan has left uh, the old left the arena, whatever it was named at the time, and or turned off their TV, shaking their head because Jay gave up a uh, a goal along in, inside the post, failed to protect the, uh, the post. And in this case, he's anticipating a pass across, pulls off the post, Vertanen uh, scores. I mean, that was a textbook Jake Gallon goal against unfortunately for him in his career. So now uh, Craig Ruby has got an interesting choice. You know, he knows that he's got to deal with the skating in Vancouver. He knows he's got to be careful of counterattack. They know they've got to keep the puck deep and be wary of getting themselves in the middle of the ice problems. It's two, a couple of them that they had that created breakaways, but then what do they do in gold JT?
1: Yeah, no, that's an interesting uh, an interesting point. First off on that play, and, uh, you know, the the, the near post and, and Jake Allen maybe cheating a little bit to anticipate the, uh, 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 the the crossing pass there. You know, I mean, that's how it unfolded. But it was just a weird sequence. And I, I don't know, I can't recall if the Blues were on the ice for a while and tired, but it was just the weirdest sequence because they were all packed in. And, and I'm sitting at the opposite end of the uh, – the, the rink, but it looked like they were almost on a penalty kill. And to, to you know, they weren't aggressive. They were just kind of watching. And they let Vertan just just walk in. I mean, nobody took the guy. It was just a it was just a weird sequence. And and I'm sure when uh, uh talks about while wow, we you know we have to keep our feet moving out there and so on that he, I'm sure he was having nightmares about that uh about that sequence. But now yeah, now you have the all time question about uh, do you stay with Allen, do you go with Bennington, and uh, not an easy choice. I think you'd go back to, to, to Bennington. Okay, had three bad games. If it were the regular season, you, you wouldn't sweat it too much because you'd have the, you know, you could have the patience to let it play out, but uh, obviously I can, I can see why they had to go with Jake, and Jake pulled you back into the series, but, uh, you know, Bennington won your cup or at least led you to a cup. So I I think you got to give it a shot. And and based on what we saw of Bennington, to me, just didn't look confident uh, out there. Uh, Obviously you got to be nervous about that, but I, I think you've got to go go with the guy that got you to this point. And it, it was interesting, Jeff, on the, on the blues chat, people are already several, not 20, but, more than one were ready to kick Bennington to the curb. There the curb there. They were calling him a one hit wonder. He's the blues, Michael Waka. And, uh, uh, after three, after three bad games. So I, it, it, get him out there, uh, see what he can do, but you, you got to play better defense. I mean, Pareko started out pretty well in this, uh, a, a up here in the bubble, his plays tailed off done. Just, uh, uh, not a whole lot there. It, it's really and, – and Petro's had some really good moments. Maybe last night wasn't one of them overall, but uh, Justin Fox has been their, their best uh, defenseman. So they play, play better in front of these goalies. I mean, how many breakaways have the, have the Blues given up in this series? Just a ton. Yeah,
0: and, you know, getting back to, uh, to Jake, I mean, he yeah, it would have been great if he was able to kill the puck out in front of the crease he's diving forward to try to, try to, to, to put a smother it. But he needs some help there. You let a guy walk out for a shot right in front of the goal, you fire the shot, and then continue to whack away at it um, while he, uh, Alan's trying to kill it. Hey, a little help here. A little help for the net. The there are three blues right. there. There
1: are three blues right yeah. there. I looked at the replay after the game a, a million times. And then the uh, uh, the go-ahead goal by Mott, I mean, that's just, that's just a disaster on several levels. First, <laughs> Sanford, and they've, They've, they've worked with Sanford constantly to get his compete level up. He, he's a little casual. He loses the puck. But then <clears throat> Robert Thomas, actually for just a split second, has the puck on his stick. Mott skates right through that, gets the puck back. And then Vince Dunn just kind of did an Olay and, and waved at it. And so he had three guys. It was not the best night for that, that third line of uh, Thomas, uh, uh, Blay, and uh, Sanford. No, it's a – and again, if, you, it's a,
0: if you're in the middle of the damn ice and you're careless or reckless or get a bad – whatever, uh, man, they, uh, they're, they're going. They're going the other way. And, and uh, before we talk some more about the Blues, let, let's let's pay homage to, to Quinn Hughes. Man, I mean, he just he just doesn't come off the ice. Their, de- their defensive core <laughs> isn't very good. Um, the Blues did Vancouver a favor by taking out Tyler Myers because that guy can't move. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's just he's he's just a big dude, but he's not going to help you in a in a series like this because he's not going to help he's not going to prevent you from getting pinned in your zone. He just doesn't move well enough. Um, Quinn does, and he's out there all the time. My goodness, what a player! And he is man. They've tried to mark him. They they've tried to pay a lot of attention to him. They've tried to hit him a lot, but yeah. he just he just keeps going.
1: And uh, <laughs> I loved this quote the other day. It might have been after game two. I think he, he said, well, it's an honor, you know, that they're trying to beat the tar out of me basically, you know I mean? So, uh, uh, and such a pinpoint passer. now, the blues have adjusted on the uh, penalty kill, but uh, it was like he was just tossing a dart. It was so uh, uh, precise on, 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 on two of the power play goals. And you're right. He, 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 he he never leaves the ice. And uh, I kind of wish I had my uh, Calder trophy vote uh, back. I voted for McCarr number one. And I think it was based on the uh, couple of the uh, blues Vancouver games in the regular season. And again, you know, I'd be a liar if I said, yeah, I pay close attention to Vancouver when they're not playing the blues. He had, he had kind of uh, some bad moments, uh, especially a game up in Vancouver. But, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's unbelievable. And I think we mentioned this on the last podcast, but and I know they're drafting high, but to hit on three players in a row like they did, I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. Patterson, and uh, Hughes, and and before that, uh, uh, Brock Besser, who's, who's had a quiet series, but 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 still three 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 years in a row they've had a Calder Finals. Yeah, and you look at you look at
0: Vancouver, and we always say in the playoffs, teams you have to keep getting better, you have to keep getting better, or else you get to go home. And it would seem that like at that moment in uh, game game five, the Canucks got better. They were up against it. Their goaltender held the fort. And they jumped on some plays, and then they finished the game in a really, really good place. So I thought they were really, really finished that game off well. So now they've they've taken that step. So now you're you're asking the Blues to do the same. Now, yeah, the Blues did it a year ago, but the Blues also had a running start into the postseason, and this time they went into it from a standing start. And they they've gotten to their game, but now can they can they continue to elevate? They have no choice. They have to. And I guess for the, for the Blues, that's a challenge. You saw that Vancouver is a better team today than vancouver was a week ago i think now they've won some playoff games they're yeah. on the brink of advancing there's some belief there now so what's your answer going to be if you're the blues
1: well if um craig Baruby, i just say you, you got to go back to how you played in, in 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 game four i mean we all know what the the blues game is like they they didn't they didn't win nearly enough of the puck battles. They didn't get the cycle going. Jaden Schwartz. It was interesting. He said that they, they uh, Vancouver, adjusted. They played the corners a lot harder uh, in the, when when the Blues were trying to get their cycle game, and it, it disrupted uh, what they were, were were doing. Somewhere or another, although the penalty kill has been better, you, you, you've got a. The Blues are still. A, just a, for a veteran team, a lot of stupid penalties. It's the blay penalty and the barbershop penalty in the third period. Now, they weren't costly in the sense that Vancouver uh, scored, but you waste four minutes of time. You're trying to come back four minutes of time. You waste killing a, a penalty and, and, and you expend a, a, a lot of energy. So they, 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 they've got to play smarter. Uh, they've got to kind of try to enforce their will on, uh, on Vancouver. But as you mentioned, uh, it's not going to be easy, and, and and Vancouver knows, and m- maybe they knew because of their regular season success with the Blues that, that they could hang with them anyway, but they, if there were any doubts, now they, they certainly know they can uh, they can hang with the Blues and more. Now, we know,
0: we've talked about the possibility of, you know, Bennington versus Allen, a tough call for the coach, the toughest call, but he has some other calls to make, too. Now, he put Barbashev right back in um, after he returned from into the bubble to, um, to clear himself from, from all the testing having been there for the birth of his first child, he jumps right back in. And they also make the switch with Bortuzzo going in good shot blocker. You we know, had a robust player. Um, I, I guess I didn't mind him. I, I didn't mind Barberchev because he, he had he set a, a nice screen, but neither player really did that visible with physical play. What do you do for this game? Do you, uh, Troy Brower started out the series playing some games, and McKenzie's a guy that'll certainly play the body, a, a straight-line player. We've got a few options. Uh, I thought Cairo was okay. Uh, he made one terrifying play in his own zone where he just casually uh, pushed the puck through the legs of uh, right in front of the net of, of the opponent and just sort of, well, I could just dance right through the guy in front of the net like it was no big deal. It worked. It showed you what kind of skill and confidence he has. And, and he was using his speed, but so – these are supporting cast guys guys on the perimeter do you change the lineup much uh, do you think along the uh, the perimeter of the the lineup
1: yeah there there's not a whole lot uh uh you, you can do I, I think i would go back to uh go back to gunnerson i thought gunnerson was uh, it's, it's for, for for the for the most part in the series has played played pretty well I, I don't know what else you can do to shake up the line the the, the problem with mckhacker is he he he's he doesn't really play on the p k and nor on the, uh, obviously on the, on the power play. Kyra was tailed off. His game three was eye opening, But uh, again, the thing is you got to do that every night or at least more often than not. And he's kind of, he's kind of tailed off uh, uh, a little bit. Uh, obviously you got to stay with Barbashev. I think Steen looks like he's probably done for the series. I, I don't know what's ailing him, but you know, we all know Steen's a tough guy if he could get out there he would be out there. And I, again, away from the puck, being able to be in the stadium and watch, he, he just doesn't look right. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, so uh, uh, maybe you go back with the same forward lineup Do you, uh, you know, De La Rose has played, has played pretty well. And uh, uh, I, I, I think he, Gunnarsson on defense and, 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 and uh, same forward lines. I I don't know who, I can't think of anyone you bring out of the bullpen there. And uh, you know, to give some credit, you know, we're being
0: mostly negative here after a loss, but uh, certainly, uh, he's not a spectacular player. But Tyler Bozak does a lot of good things, and he was—he's uh, he's throwing himself into harm's way quite a bit in that game. You know, he's not—he's neither big nor fast, but he—he uh, he knows where he's supposed to be, and he's generally pretty solid on the puck. And he—he uh, he threw himself into the fray. I think he's—he got. I think he—he he knew what time it was. Uh, I think if everybody played to that level of, of commitment uh, perhaps uh, the result could be better in uh, in game six because he he did catch your eye by uh, by sacrificing there
1: yeah and, and he's been playing some heavy minutes just a a, a a ton of minutes and I'm glad you brought him up because uh, you know the old expression he does a lot of the little things but you know as I watch more and more hockey on a regular basis here I you know I, I start to notice uh, some of that he's a, and he's a great influence on the ice with the younger players keeping him calm keeping him uh uh loose but yeah he 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 has he has played well in this series he he had a a good chance or two uh uh last night too so yeah Bozak's played well uh what can you say about O'Reilly that that burst of speed that uh we didn't know was there when he makes that uh uh, that that wrap around move and that that whole line, uh, you know, Schwartz, Perron, and O'Reilly. I I really like uh, what Schwartz has done with that line. He's so quick, he he he's hard to knock off the uh, off the puck. But they you know they they need to get some other guys uh, some other guys going. That's for sure.
0: Now one thing I'm glad you mentioned uh, Schwartz because you know we've talked a lot in the chats in particular about what happens in the future, who gets to stay in the long-term nucleus. And Schwartz has been a guy that's been identified as a, as a possibility to, to move on because he's going to get more money and you can't keep everyone. But, boy, I tell you what, the way he's played in this postseason, uh, you know, he's always been a smart player. He's always been an effective uh, defensive player, you know, t- turning up hunting pucks and such. But his level of uh, the nasty side of it you know, is willing to really get in there and mix it up uh, has been truly evident in this postseason, and he's also been been looking to to generate offense to, to force shots on goal. So, I've really been impressed. And when you look at the big picture, and you look at ninety one, and you wonder about his future, uh, you wonder if there's ever if there's going to be another contract for him. You're going to wonder what's going to happen with him for the rest of his contract. Uh, I think this is we're going to see a little bit of shifting of thought at least from the fans. We'll see about Doug Armstrong, but certainly from the fan standpoint from this series. I mean, to me, Schwartz has really raised his hand and said, you know what? I want to be part of this group for, for a long time.
1: Yeah, uh, and look at what he did last year. He had 12 goals, and now he didn't do a whole lot in the cup final in terms of, uh, you know, getting on the score sheet, but he had, he had, he had 12 goals. He, he's, a, he's a clutch performer. He's a guy who isn't, uh, uh, I would say, afraid of the moment. You know, I mean, Sometimes, especially maybe earlier in the series, you saw some blues maybe hesitant to 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 make a move towards the net or take a shot. That that's not Schwartz, you know. And I, I also see sometimes on the uh, on the chats and whatnot and in social media about you know maybe Perron should be exposed in the expansion uh, draft or whatnot. And my gosh, he carried the team early in the round robin and and uh, at the start of. Uh, uh, this series. And and I would call him a, you know, a late bloomer. I mean, he was always a good player. Now he's a really good player. Yeah. He'll take the dumb penalty every now and then, but I, I love his feistiness on the ice. Uh, uh, no, you got, you got to keep Schwartz and Ferron. Now Tarasenko, that's, that's really an issue. And I wrote about it. I, I sent out the link to it after this latest news. I wrote a story in uh, uh, like a, a day or two after uh, the news came out of his, his, his uh, second surgery in late October, just how there's a danger that, uh, uh, this could be a chronic injury. And I, I've talked to, uh, uh, doc, a doctor that has done a lot of pro athlete uh, shoulders. And my son, uh, one of my sons who was a wrestler had a lot of shoulder problems. You stretch out those tendons and ligaments in a shoulder. They're hard to tighten up. Uh, and, uh, the more you dislocate or stretch them out, uh, it makes it even more likely that you're going to have surgery. So I don't know what you do with, uh, with Tara And I, I got to tell you, at least right now, it, I don't know, it, the The team almost plays better without him now. And maybe that's unfair because, uh, you know, you're out nine months, nine and a half months. It's going to take you a while to get back, back in the swing of things. But, uh, I, I think that's as vexing of an issue as, as anything, uh, I don't know what you'd get for him in a trade now if you were, you were thinking of trading him because – Oh, no. Uh,
0: yeah, nobody's touching that. You know, yeah, you look at – see, the thing that really gets me, JT, you go back and you look, and they, they did this in the – if you go back look at the highlights of the two plays that where he was – I wouldn't say where he was injured, but where the injury was aggravated to the point where he needed surgery were nothing plays, were minor bumps. And you look right. at the game and you look at guys getting freight trained all over the ice, especially in the playoffs, just getting freight trained and just getting crushed. And that's the hockey, You're just getting guys coming in at 20 miles an hour or whatever, just driving you into the ball. And he gets bumped a couple of times with his arms a little bit away from his body, and, and a little bit of a jerk was enough to send him to, to end um, him playing. I, I don't know what the path forward is. I'm already starting to think ahead to long term injured reserve and wondering if, you know, ultimately, um, you know what his availability is going to be like for next season because you know you got to turn around and, and, and try to play again in December. Uh, presumably that's when hockey is going to return. And yeah. if, if, if this if this is any indication, after all these months of recovery, that he, he can't play.
1: Yeah, I mean he had nine a lot nine of time. months. Extra nine months. Of a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nine, nine months is a long time. Uh, in theory, you should have been ready just to go right out there and do it. And you're right. I, I specifically can visualize the two plays. One, it was the uh, the last game of the uh, what was it the uh, seventeen eighteen season? He's trying to hit Landeskog and he kind of misses. There's hardly any contact at all. And then the LA Kings game. It, yeah, like you say, it wasn't like uh, uh, it, it was a jarring hit, or or even that uh, the LA Kings player was like pulling on the uh, shoulder. So that that that's that's got to be uh, that's got to be disturbing for sure.
0: All right, so as we wrap up this edition of Netfront Front Presence with Jim Thomas, you're looking, to, uh, you're looking at the start of game six. What are, what are the things you're looking for as the game gets underway besides whoever's in goal not wandering off and playing the puck outside the trapezoid immediately? Beyond trying to avoid that penalty right off the bat, uh, what are the signs that Jim Thomas is looking for to see if the Blues are going to be the game seven Stanley Cup Blues or uh, Blues that could be uh, heading out of the bubble.
1: Well, the Blues have to establish their game right away in terms of puck battles, in terms of hitting, in terms of cycling, and just you know let Vancouver know, hey, this is going to be a tough night for you. And even saying that, I don't think that's going to bother Vancouver because we've seen that they, you know they they've been uh, they've been on the ropes a, a couple times in games and, and they come back, but. The Blues have to establish their game, uh, uh, establish their will. It's an old hockey cliche, but yeah, playoff hockey is as much about will and skill. How how badly do the, the did the Blues uh, want this? I I, I I think they do want it. I uh, you know they were so laxadaisical lack, in the uh, the round robin, and maybe in the end that'll cost them because I think it took them about two games uh, against Vancouver to really get get on their game, but. Uh, uh, you know, the Blues have to just draw back on their confidence, realize that Vancouver's not going to go away, and just try to impose their will on the Canucks.
0: Yeah, every shift, you need every shift, every play, because uh, there is no margin for error. You're, there, there never really is in the playoffs. I mean, very seldom do you get yourself into a situation uh, that's a mismatch. You know, you look at the Blue Jackets and how, they, how hard they press the, uh, the Lightning, as an example, of uh, you know, just and what they did to them last year. You know, knocking them out in four games. There is no margin for error. So, yeah, can you get that every shift, every battle? I mean, that's what they're going to be talking about today. That's what they're going to talk about tomorrow. You know, desperation on every play, and their hearts in the right place. But you got to make winning plays, JT. At the end of the day, you got to make winning plays. You got to get the saves, and when you get a chance to score a critical, decisive goal, you got to you got to do it. You know, they've they've made big shots. They've they've scored big goals. But you know, now there's no margin left. You know. <laughs> they, they cannot yeah. screw up they've got to take advantage of everything that comes their way
1: yeah and uh you know it's been weird this series it's been kind of like you know the, the first that first round it was like the uh, first weekend of the ncaa they're all kind of upsets this year it's like farms holding right now the blues might be the only top four seed that's uh, knocked out and uh that would be a little embarrassing joe well, that's Jim
0: Thomas. I'm Jeff Gordon. I hope that when we visit next week on NetFront Presence, we're talking about round two, but if not, we'll be talking about the season in review. So we'll see which way that goes for Jim Thomas. I'm Jeff Gordon. This has been NetFront Presence. A reminder, you can find this podcast and all of our other podcasts on stltoday.com slash podcast. You can also subscribe to us, of course, and tell your friends to subscribe to us and, Uh, Follow JT on Twitter and read them in the paper and read them online and subscribe and support our efforts here to provide good local journalism. Until next time, I'm Jeff for JT. We'll see you.